welcome to Come Queens. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. On this week's episode, what's your fantasy? <laughs> I love Ludacris, <laughs> just in ways that I can't even, and that song specifically. Well, I think I credit Luda with like introducing me to this topic. Oh, nice. You know? Uh, I don't know. Shout out Chicken and Waffle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he's so hot. Like, I think he's oh, very sexy. Oh, I like Ludacris sexy. a lot, yeah. I mean, and he seems funny too. Like he seems like you'll right. ha- you'll have a good time with him. Yeah, we'd be giggling after yeah. postcoital giggles. <laughs> you know what? I bet he would be a cuddler. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He just seems sweet. Yeah. And I think he would dance too. Do a little lap dance. I could see him doing. Oh, lunch. on me. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Well, I was picturing myself, but <laughs> sure, he, it could be on you too. But I especially <laughs> like the. Um, in the library on top of books, but you can't be too loud. That that would be a fantasy mm. for me to have library sex. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It doesn't seem that comfy. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that a lot of my fantasies are necessarily maximum comfort. Some libraries right, can yeah. be scary. I wouldn't want to be like in a because who was there was a serial killer in one of the um, maybe it wasn't a serial killer, but like in the you know like libraries where they're like stacks where it's short you know like the ceilings are really short and yeah like in big libraries okay that ha- and. Yeah, it seemed maybe it's just a movie that I saw. It's either real or a movie that I okay. saw that scared me because it's dark, you know, and you go in, and then you can't see around all the corners, you know, you know the killer. And if you're having sex in the library, the serial killer is definitely going to get you. Right. Because they always go for the people having sex. Everyone knows they're the first one to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, so fan- fantasy. Fantasy. I feel like people don't talk about their fantasies. Um, no, definitely, it's it's pretty private. Yeah, it's a private <laughs> private affair. We're, we're having I a guest say. a guest star named Cora on our podcast right and now. Another She's, one. The the cats really love our show. They're our <laughs> biggest fans. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think that I don't know. I actually haven't spent that much time thinking about this topic until I read um, Esther Perel's book. Um, mating in captivity i'm and i'm almost through uh her next book the state of affairs now um and she has a podcast called um where do we begin um that i highly recommend but but yeah she really made me think about like i don't share i don't think i share my fantasies with my partner even with your partner it's so private i mean that's true yeah some of them at least well i think the ones that are probably like the the ones that i would think are like the most either the most taboo or the most or the most counter to my personality yeah i think that that's the ones that i'm really not um right that into sharing i feel you on that like because you think that um Usually, like, when you think, like, fantasy, it's like, oh, that's, like, oh, you, that's your Freudian slip. That's your, that's what you want the most. Yeah. But, like, is this Esther Perel is the who you sent quotes about? Yeah. Yeah, so I love that quote where fantasy does not play out till the end. There's no happy ever after 
Oh, no. Sorry. That's not the quote. (laughs) (laughs) The point of sexual fantasy is that it involves pretending. It's a simulation or a performance. It's not a desire for the real thing. So think poetry, not prose. I love that. Yeah. And I think that, too, because you think about things and then you're like, wait, like, would I really? What does that mean about me? Well, and also, would I really want that in real life? Or is this just something that I like to think about? Yeah. Which I... I mean, I think that fantasies can be things that you would also want in real life, but not necessarily. Like, it would just depend on what it is. Right. Um, but Especially, like, power play and domination and, like, rape fantasies. Like, the way they play out in your mind probably is not going to play out like it would in real life. Well, and they were saying with, like, yeah, that, like, with, like, forced sex in um, fantasy, a lot of times it's not actually like violent yeah um and also like you can it's tender well and you're making the and also like you're You're, still in charge you're the narrator in your own mind right so like the power dynamic um but i mean that's something that i could see definitely like feeling like really uncomfortable with because we just verbalizing it and yeah yeah or or being uncomfortable with it within yourself like to be like well i mean obviously of course i don't want this to happen to me right but yeah, like I think that you would be like, oh, or, you know, I think you could confuse, I think you could think to yourself, well, what if I really do want these things? It, or like, um, mm-hmm. when it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, domination for me is definitely like Control. my number one fantasy. And when I was younger, <laughs> it was kidnapping. Oh. I fantasized about being kidnapped. So that was my go to, man. I was like, <laughs> Cause you, cause when we were growing up, it's like every Everyone little white girl is getting kidnapped. I'm like, I'm next. I can't wait. I'm so ready. And Did you play it out? Like, is like, were you gonna fight the attacker? Were you gonna? Oh, go? I'm gonna tell you. I had three main <laughs> leading men who were my kidnappers in my mind: Leo DiCaprio, and this one. <laughs> and because I had Basketball Diaries, or yeah, was one of my. Was that the movie he was in where he's like a drug addict? Yeah, that was one of my favorites when I was young. <laughs> But um, so he kidnaps me and then he slowly like buckles my seatbelt to make sure I can't get out of the car. <laughs> Sorry, I was like concerned about car safety too. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he does care about me. He doesn't want me to leave this car or if we get in a wreck, he wants me to survive. Um, and <laughs> then I had Edward Norton. Loved him. Primal Fear. I, I just love, like, the creepy kind of psycho unhinged. I can't get down. I can get down with you on Leo, but I don't know. I know. Edward Norton and Primal Fear was my good. <laughs> and then Kiefer Sutherland was, like, my favorite by far. Um, I, Lost Boys was my one of my favorites when I was a teenager. Oh, my God. Kiefer Sutherland is a vampire who's, like, threatening you is amazing. And this is back when, like, Netflix, you had to, like, order, oh, yeah. set up your queue, and then have them delivered to the house. You never I went, knew. I went that through was, a whole discography. That was exciting, though. Remember, like, I was just... And then you get it in the mail? That's and then made mail fun again. Right. And then also just, like, having to wait for something, yeah. I think, makes Delayed you... gratification. It makes you appreciate it more. That's how I, I feel so about too. my library books now, because I have to wait. Oh, nice. I have to wait for them, and then, like... When State of Affairs came in, I'm like, yes, I'm, <laughs> you know, but then and then I feel motivated to like do it to, to actually. To yeah. Write. And then and on and like on Netflix, you would watch it because then you had to 
turn it's it back in. It's a physical object. Yeah. So you could get another because right. then you get another one. And you could only do like three, three. of the two at a time. Oh, there were oh, different plans. Oh, you could plans. do three maximum, I think. I think that there was a we three. We had the two. So yeah, I went through his whole discography and I was like picking the ones out where he's like plays like a kind of a threatening menace part. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the hit Eye for an Eye. <laughs> I don't, I didn't. I can't say that I'm familiar at all, all with almost any of, <laughs> of Keith or Sutherland's work. I don't know if it's Kathy Bates or one of those actors. Well, I love her. Um, but he's actually, he might, I think he might be a pedophile in the movie. Um and there's kidnapping involved. Um, yeah. But you're like, yeah. I want to be that kid. And yeah, I would take, and I had a portable DVD player at the time. And I would take the DVDs up to my bedroom <gasps> and then watch a particular scene over and over again and just wank on onto <laughs> being Kiefer. You're like, this is. Yeah. Well, and that's what they, they said, like a lot of. Um, Fantasy comes out of childhood, too. Well, I think it's really about play also. Like, like, as adults, how often do we, like, really play and use our imagination? imagination Not often. Like, almost not at all. The magic is beaten out of us by the time we're, like... I know. Mid-20s? Man, I don't... I think that's why I do like generous. Yeah. Um, That's generous. (laughs) I do... Well, I try to make, like, play a part of my life. That's, like, important to me. But then it ends up putting me in situations where it's kind of weird because I end up being an adult in kid situations. But, Mm. like, you know, like, I love... Well, I mean, my birthday was at the trampoline park. That like Oh, but that was so great. Right. Yeah. And why? Because how often do you just, like, get to play... We just play like oh, jumped was, rock wall. Yeah, so fun. So good. So, but I mean, I yeah, I love bubbles. Still, bubbles you know, are great. Like, I try to implement those things in my life if I can. Um, but I think that that's yeah. yeah. And people are shamed. Adults are shamed if they do anything kind of childlike too. Well, and that almost seems like half the fun of having a kid. If I mean, honestly, if, you get to play again. If not the vast majority of the yeah. fun, yeah, it gets you into. All of the fun. Yeah. And you get to see like how they find things fun. Yeah. I love when you'll see like when a kid is just like comes up with something. Or they're just like screaming with joy out of like seeing a cardboard box or something. <laughs> and you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> if only I could be this excited. Yeah. Our, my cats are trying to off <laughs> themselves over here. Um. Oh, but the so the quote that I was reading earlier is actually a quote from my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> Explaining, (laughs) explaining like that. So my fantasies like involving kidnapping and stuff. They never played out to the end. Like it's not going to be like he dismembers my body or my parents find me and and your parents are on TV crying. So it's like it's just the exciting imagination dialogue part of it, and like it doesn't involve like a happy ending or or a dark ending or. You know, like, I'm going to change this man. Right. Um, he's a <laughs> dirty pedophile, but I can change him through my love. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just fun little You don't end up being things. a child bride. But hey, maybe that's, maybe that's your that thing, That could be too. your fantasy, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the main thing is, like, don't, not to shame. Like, I think I need to, like, reevaluate, too, and how. But also, like, if you share it with your partner, I think it's it could be a risky area. You know, don't, right. don't you, yuck their yum. And I also think that, like, 
especially with like domination or like rape fantasy, you really got to talk out the whole thing. Cause that's my, that's what I'm kind of worried about. Like if I don't talk out the whole thing, like I, there's going to be something that triggers me and it's going to be like not, not a good experience. Right. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Either talking through it while it's happening or beforehand safety or safety just words. safety words. Yeah. yeah. Ongoing consent yeah. there. I, yeah, I read, um, one of the articles I was reading for this, they were talking about like it. It was like a couple, and one of them had a fantasy of tying some, like tying someone up, and then the other partner was like, "I also have that fantasy." And then they did it, and then they were like, "Actually, like, well, it was something like, oh, it was I was being chafed by like the ropes, and they oh. just like weren't like They're they like, thought yeah, I'm not into it." <laughs> well, and I think also too, like I, at least in fantasy, for me sometimes it's like kind of elaborate and. Yeah. Like ways that like one I might not plan for or two that would like physically not be like in real life it would be super awkward, but when it's just in your mind, um Go it seems right. Right. I'm <laughs> I'm way more flexible in my in my fantasies than in my real life. So like according to the journal of sexual medicine, like the first uh the top female fantasy, um 65% of women fantasize about being dominated sexually. But then they looked further and over half the women who admit to that fantasy, only half of them actually want to do it IRL. So, you know, that makes sense. I think I'll, I feel like I, um, yeah, I mean, I think just, well, and I think you have to really, really personally, really, really trust someone to like allow oh, that definitely. in the situation. Yeah. Like trust is even more important. Um, yeah, from that. What about for, did you get what the top ones were for males? Oh, no, I only did. I I mean, I read a study that had like a bunch of different ones, like groups, group sex thing? was really common is among, that the number one? among both. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, th I thought that that was interesting. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a very common porn. So I don't it know is, which yeah. comes first, the porn or the egg, you know, the porn or the <laughs> fantasy. Because well, I, I do wonder, like, which obviously it's hard for them to flesh that out, but, like, how much of that is driven by porn? Like, yeah, that's Does a porn good... create the fantasy or that's a good point. does the fantasy create the porn? Yeah, it says threesomes were, like, the most common fantasy among Americans. Again, threesome something that sounds really fun to fantasize about and trickier to navigate in real life so tricky you know like where does your attention go right how much attention do you like it seems like a lot of thinking but yeah. maybe if you're well, intoxicated maybe not and a lot of <laughs> a lot of but then you can't consent then you can't mm. and a lot of what if you take a you say, do we consent? You say, oh, but you can, yes, you can reverse consent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, let me go back there. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I do think that that's what's, like, tricky about those things is, like, and how do you have that level, you know, of, like, yeah, finding comfort with that. But also, I think, like, again, just logistically, like, where do all the limbs go? <laughs> it's a lot of limbs. Yeah. And, I mean, we, I don't know, like, when I'm having sex with just one person, I I mean, we have times when, like, fumble. Actually, yesterday, yes. I think, like, I got, like, a little bit of a, like, a side swipe on the side of my head, like, with my ear, like, just to, yeah, when you're just what, moving what around. Your ear? Like, a hand. Oh, okay. Not yeah. a stick. But, like, in boxing, you know, how, like, you oh, get, yeah. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, it was. It wasn't very hard, but my ears are my ears are sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love how um, these fantasies can be a healthy way for women, especially to deal with dominance and uh, power surrender in a safe way. If you are doing this with you know somebody you trust, but you don't have to do it in real life, or you can just, yeah. or you can be a hundred percent in control. Yeah. In your own mind, you know, like that's Mind's the powerful tool. That's the ultimate level of control. And that's why romance novels still number one selling genre. Really? Um, yeah. Just for years and years, started in the 70s to the 80s. I listened to um, an episode of one of my favorite podcasts, 99% Invisible. Mm-hmm. The episode called The Clinch. And The Clinch is in reference to a pose that is seen on a lot of romance erotica which is um also a reference to boxing when two boxers are like holding each other usually when they're tired or when they both don't want to get hit so they're just kind of like in the clinch yeah so but that's like a passionate embrace of lovers and usually the woman is like leaning back like oh my god oh i've exacerbated. seen it. i know <laughs> <laughs> i always think i i personally feel a a very intense amount of sexual friction when I watch UFC fighting and I see them in the oh, grapple it's great. It's and great they're just see. like down there and yeah. like when they're just in that yeah when they're still it's like that moment yeah. like when they're just pinned and I'm like ugh you know this is they're gonna are they gonna fuck or are they gonna fight and I don't think that there's they like do both I but was, there's por- there's that kind of porn too but I don't think there's like I don't know I almost think like those same emotions like what the place in the the human in our humanity where that comes from is like they're close to each other you know fucking and fighting yeah it's passion it's that need it is passion is that need to like be physically close to someone yeah like (laughs) yeah um but yeah so like romance novels are like also a way for women to either like experience fantasies and like maybe find out like new fantasies that they're interested in bodice rippers or what they're called um and they usually involved like rape scenarios and that started in the 70s and 80s but that like this kind of genre has always been like mocked by society and like this is smut women are stupid like why are they reading this but like it's probably because they're not good well yeah but the fact that they're all, they're mainly written by women is great, and then the women are usually the heroines in these stories, and they're the ones, you know, they're the narrators. They're the ones taking control. So, I don't know. I just My friend's grandmother had all those, like, rom- the magazines that had all the stories, and we would go in and, like, read them. Nice. But she would, yeah. I mean, and you, but I think you could take that same energy, like, you, you can take the excitement of that and bring it into the bedroom, even if it's not you doing the thing like for example i mean one of my doing the actual fantasy right yeah, yeah like yeah. one of my top fantasies which is like not very legal um and you know is like i guess i guess is that exhibitionist yeah because voyeur oh, means so. you want to watch exhibi- i i fantasize about somebody watching me but too. i yeah i want to be watched i, I want to be the watcher right i want to be watched as well i accidentally called someone a voyeur and i forgot that it was a sexual connotation uh huh. But luckily, she thought I said lawyer, <laughs> so it all worked out. 
or maybe she kind of changed it in her mind. Well, because it could just mean watching. It doesn't have to mean watching sex. I think I think that's like the literal. I looked it up and I was like somebody watching somebody having sex. And I was like, oh, no. No, but voyeur can mean like just somebody just watching. watching. That's what I that's what I was using it as. Yeah, I think so. I think you're fine. But yeah, there is a connotation. Either way, lawyer worked as well in that. But I def- I definitely lo- like I love that as a fantasy and and yeah, like oh, like someone's yeah, like somebody else is watching and they're getting turned on by it. Yes. They're not involved, but like they're into it. But I mean, do I really want a peeping tom? Like no. You know, yeah, like I don't true. act because that's scary. That would scare that's me. Scary. But I think, but like my partner, I know would never like even if it, I mean one, it's illegal if you like go and have sex in front of people that didn't ask for it, mm-hmm. didn't want to see you. And two, he's like extremely um, considerate of like any like if there's just like a sliver of the window that like in our oh, living room yeah. that's like open, Privacy. he's like. We're covering it. Last night, while we were having sex, our curtains came down, which this happens, like, honestly, a decent amount. If you end up tugging on it, it's – we got a situation there. Do you have curtains behind your bed board? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not really a curtain, but there's fabric up. Oh, I didn't know you had a window back there. Yeah, there's two windows. Uh, there's a window on either side of our bed, like, on the back and on the side of the bed. So, okay. So it happens a lot. Or the cats will do it um, also. But it, this cats. last night it was us. And so, like <laughs> – we had to stop midway through, like, but he was still, he did the lean and, like, stayed in while he, like, reached up and fixed it. I'm like, well, he certainly doesn't want anyone <laughs> to see us. I know That's that, commitment. I know that fantasy isn't, um, you know, it's like, it's not going to work out um, to be played out in real life. And again, like there's other. Yeah. But I can. Still, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that one in real life. Either. But while That's you're having good. sex, you can think. Yeah, but, I definitely have. But then what do you think about. And I usually do it when I'm masturbating, too. What do you think about that? Oh, I like that. I like that idea, too. Um, what do you think about the idea that like. Of your partner fantasizing while you're having sex though how do you feel about it a complicated Compl- I agree. because <laughs> i will admit to doing it right but Same. then if i think about him doing it uh, i'm like mm, why aren't right. i enough for you <laughs> you know my ego's a little hurt yeah um but if i like truly like analyze it like it's not fair yeah it's probably not reasonable. Yeah. No, I, I think I feel the same way. <laughs> I Like, I, I don't want to think about it. But, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's totally but natural. I, and, but it's, it also makes me more intrigued. Like, what would, what's he fantasizing about? Right. Maybe I'll ask him. But then, right. But then it's but like, do I know. And do then it's going to be in my brain. Right. Do you want to know? Yeah. Or what I if do. it's something totally off base that, like, would totally, like, really. It's going to be a butthole. I mean, gonna it's going to be a butthole. You think I'm it's going to sure. be a butthole? I have caught him because <laughs> I've been sleeping in bed and then I'll wake up and he like goes to bed and he's just scrolling through Reddit of just pictures of gaping buttholes. Wow. And I'm like, man, big, I really love big, butts. Big buttholes. I don't. Sometimes yeah. I see those gaping buttholes and I think, how did they come to be like that? Well, it's uh, I've looked into it because. Do you have to get like. Dilators. Is it like gauges for your ears? Yes, but for exactly your like that. Oh. 
through your butthole. Oh, that sounds I'm not doing cuter it. I'm when not, you think of it that way. I'm, oh, I'm I wouldn't do it. I'm not on that level. I can't. I don't think I would. It's yeah. tough. It's a tough one. Um, but also just because you have, just because you have a, like some fantasies have a deeper psychological meaning, like as in like what, well, is this like dream interpretation or is this more like scientific? Um, no, I mean like, I think, I think coming out of like your, well, sometimes it can be like come from trauma responses or from mm-hmm. childhood experiences or like we were saying, like control is because your domination is because you actually don't want to be in control. Some of them are related to like what your um, what was the one I uh, oh this was Esther's this was from Mating in Captivity. Uh, for many women, uh, simulations of forced seduction provide a safe outlet for sexual aggression. Female sexual aggression so contradicts our cultural notions of femininity that we can unleash it only in these imaginary transpositions. Let him, the invented assailant, ex- express the aggression so many women are reluctant to express themselves. Mm. So that's thought, one I like. I think I want to be forced, forcefully seduced. Yeah, and also that's like it mimics like passion and. Yeah, so I, I mean, know. I mean, it's I think like, wow, you, he really wants my you body. can analyze it, or they were saying like threesomes could be that you want, um, that you want attention. Hmm. I guess it depends on the scenario of the threesome. Oh yeah, well that scares me about threesomes is I would be the odd man left out. Oh, that's what I would. Yeah. So that one's that's not makes me that nervous. one's not for you. Um. Also, people yes, in that's this not one for me, correct. In this one study at the University of Montreal, um, they said that, yeah, like a lot of people who say that they're um, like straight have have like um, gay fantasies, basically. I would say there's more nuanced spectrum of like, I don't I personally don't believe that like sexuality is that black and white. Um, like I don't think you're just I don't think it's just one. Team. Whether you're gay or straight. Yeah. Like, I oh, yeah. I personally don't. Uh, subscribe to that but but maybe it's you know but there are people who fantasize about a a kind of sex they could have and don't and never will got you you know what i mean i mean i watch gay porn yeah it's the most what were we watching we were watching something and i have watched men oh we were watching righteous gemstones last night are you watching okay hell yeah we're watching um so did you see the latest episode there there's one scene this is not a spoiler but there's one scene and like you really think that dude's gonna get a blowjob and then and oh I was my like, god yes and yes. i was like oh, i was so excited about so it because i specific if i watch like men two men having sex that's like what i specifically like to watch um because they it's just so much better it's so much better it's not all gagging like it's love it's yes. love they're loving they're loving the they're loving each other yeah um but yeah, so I think that that's that's a thing about it. But like religion, shame, I mean shame and fantasy goes so deep and some people think that like fantasy is cheating. That's crazy. I I think Cuz it's in your it's in your well it's in your DNA. Well, in I mean your I mind. 
right. Like, well, I mean, and also the level of control that you would expect to have over. I mean, I I think it's Mm, yeah that you would expect to be able to control someone's thoughts. Yeah, that's fucked up. But I mean, Christianity teaches you that they're like they say this is what I always used to say to them because they were like, if you even like lust after someone, then like that's the same as actually fucking them, basically. And I and then I to wit to wit I would be like, well, then why don't I just fuck them? I mean, I didn't say I didn't say fuck, but I I was like, well, then if if just thinking about something is the same level of sin as doing it then why wouldn't i do it yeah just go all the way and then like what say five hail marys and then you're good again no you get saved once and you're good forever oh one and done i mean with oh, but the, with the catholics you gotta do a couple like with the, ritual stuff if yeah with the with the catholics but they i mean their rules seem a lot a little fast and loose too like catholics seem like well clearly we know who they're fucking <laughs> they're <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Not great. <laughs> they, yeah, they should be Hail Marying forever. <laughs> but, you know, you have to, like, I think you have to wonder how repressed, I didn't research this, but like repressed fantasy or like having that level of shame, like, actually, I wonder if can push people into like unacceptable, like harm, because fantasies only become harmful when you harm someone, like, when you do them, like, you can have sexual fantasies about things that are not like legal Mm -hmm. and like just like it wouldn't be legal if I went and started having sex you know in the park or whatever like that's not legal but as long as you don't actually do it and harm someone then it's fine so I think that there has to be like a safe outlet like I think if you push it down and push it down then I think that's when you can start to like obsess on those Yes. on those thoughts right. that you're like I can't make it stop now if you do have a fantasy like I will say that though if you do have a fantasy like that that you feel like it's like an intrusive thought and it's like upsetting your life you should talk to a professional about that mm-hmm. but most people don't even share their their fantasies with their therapist I don't think I would I've definitely had ones before where I was like we're just like this seems odd because sometimes a new one will pop up and yeah. I'm like, I usually have the same old ones. Really? Yeah. I'll just get a new one that pops up into my head, and I'm like, hmm, that's that's weird. Wait, is this does this occur when you're like in the mood? No. This is just a you're like, oh, that's sexy. Oh, you mean like? Because when I fantasize, I'm like I'm masturbating, and I usually go through like a series of like fantasies that I already have like well, in my head. sometimes my mind just drifts. I don't, it's not necessarily like any specific mood that's happening. Something, something goes on, you know, I don't know. Something in the world like. Suddenly hear, you hear the knock of the mailman and then you're like, oh. Do not bring my, my mail. I, have a, <laughs> I know, you I have, have, a, you I have, have a friendly a platonic relationship I actually, I had a, I had a convo with him the other day because I learned about the post office and how cool their unions are. Mm. And yeah, we had a really nice chat about it. But they've been pushing to like make post offices banks again, which they used to be because Banks are in every community, so the unbanked or unbanked or the underbanked would have access to banking services at a publicly available place that's already everywhere. That's dope. Yeah, I did not know that. I mean, yeah, apparently, like you would—that's where you would open your first savings account, and then schools would go on like field trips to it, and you could learn about money and shit. Aww. And the and the fucking postal workers. <laughs> 
God bless them. <laughs> no, they went the rain, sleet, snow, and through, yes, it's true. And through capitalism, they'll continue mm-hmm. to fight for their public good. But they actually got a pilot program started, and they put it in like the workers themselves put in their union contract to say like we need this. And I'm like, that's oh, cool. Yeah. Always advocating for the people. Um, love the P office, but but yeah. So the mailman's not it for me. But I would like teachers, like author- oh, other authority figures are teachers, doctors. But I, I mean, and I say this as someone who fucking hates doctors. doctors. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever, I've done bosses and and teachers. I don't know if I've ever done a doctor one, just because the uh, you imagine the exam room and it's just so stark and cold. It is cold in there, but and I've never actually found. I've never once found a doctor. Situ- I've never been attractive. at a doctor. I've usually had old men. Oh, I didn't say I never found a doctor attractive. Oh. I've never found the situation sexy. I was ne- I was never like this is hot. No, not when you no, have a right. speculum right in you. It's not so. It's like yeah. Also, massage. I watched. Oh, that. I watched that porn. porn. Yes. Yeah. Love that. But love, definitely love that. So like Been things like that. incorporating that IRL in real life. We have gray massage oil. I asked for a little massage beforehand. So great. Well, I, massages. I, massages almost always turn into sex in my, but oh, yeah. we have massage oil next to our bed too. Um, but I think, I mean, I just, I almost like want to just get like an unreasonable amount of slippery one day, like to the point that like I wouldn't really do it again in real life because of the not because just because the mess it stained our bed sheets yeah it did mm-hmm. and it's specifically the cover the bed the duvet it's for massage yeah did you use oxyclean no i bet that'll work though <laughs> i know i haven't washed it yet i'm just, I'm just letting i'm just staring at the stain <laughs> um but uh oh i have one more s there quote uh understanding what our fantasies do for us will help us understand what it is we're seeking sexually and emotionally in our erotic daydreams we find the energy that keeps us passionately awake to our own sexuality i just am saying read her fucking books because the way she writes is it's nice beautiful and you can i recommend hearing her voice before you read it though because Hmm. Then you he- like then you hear her saying it, and then you're like, "Oh, Esther." Oh, it's good. Oh, okay. oh, it's beautiful. Like, yeah, if it's just the way that she like describes the the nuance of situations, and just yeah, and like, I mean, the whole book, mating in captivity, though, is really about just becoming bored in monogamy, hmm. which is almost inevitable, you know, oh, yeah, at some point like... or another. But that's another reason to keep fantasy alive. That's like the fourth most popular fantasy, at least among women. I'm sure it's with men, too, of polygamy and consensual non-monogamy, which is like, I that I think that's growing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are doing it. But also, even if you, t- I think in some cases, if you can comfortably talk about a fantasy, like, even just talking about a fantasy without playing it out can be, like, sexy, can ignite, because you want to, like, keep this get a spark Mm -hmm. going and i think like after you have sex with someone for a long time it could take longer to do that right um and then like just having some some other material to go off of i feel like is always nice um because i mean and also i kept it kept coming up when i was researching this um i put it on my kindle i requested it from the library justin lay miller's book tell me what you want um 
so maybe I'll get a chance to read that. But that, but I guess he it talks a lot about fantasy, um, as well. But don't I just don't want pe- anybody to think there's anything like wrong with them for what yeah. their fantasies are. But culturally, that's told to us over and over. Yeah, it's and like over. keep it, keep it to yourself, keep it private. And especially like women aren't supposed to have, you know. Well, I mean, I think I think that's why that's everyone why bashes. That's why so people popular. bash them, though, right? Yeah. Like, is because who do you think of? Like, you do think of someone who's living like, yeah, a potentially like that. They're, I don't know. I personally picture like somebody who doesn't have like a lot of probably doesn't get to have a lot of other experiences or maybe hasn't as being like the target audience of romance of a romance novel. novels i mean remember when the world lost their shit for 50 shades of gray too yes that was everywhere dude but then people attacked it of like that it was violent towards women and stuff oh. i don't know i, I heard it wasn't even that kinky I, that's what i that's, was hearing. i heard that too i didn't read it i haven't read it i haven't watched the movies so we i don't should know have, i mean we should do that for like. You know what I kind of want to watch that that Netflix movie Gerald's Game or whatever. I don't know what that is. Gerald Gerard something. Is it sexy? I think so, but I think it's also a thrill. Well, actually, I don't think it's that sexy. It starts out sexy, but it's a thriller. But it's also like, is this guy like gas? It has to do with gas. It came up with my our gaslighting like oh. research. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's kink and bondage. Honestly, involved, people recommend to us. Anybody's welcome to recommend to us like sexy things to watch because I feel like every time I think I'm about to watch something sexy, it sucks and it's not sexy at all. Oh, when I was horny, um, <laughs> when I was horny. Oh, you liked um, The Witcher, right? Oh my god, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Holy shit! I don't even know what the fucking actor's name is, but he's like Superman. He plays the new Superman. Holy hell! Yes, it's so good. He's got long <laughs> white hair. He fucking just grunts. He's a the cla- I think he's the classic like romance novel brute. Yeah, which is like non-emotional. You know, there's not much to him. He's just like, I like that. I don't know. I think and that's well, a good maybe, fantasy. I wouldn't maybe want you that in like real life. somebody who's non-emotional though, because you don't want to do emotional labor and you need to Bitch, like. That let is exactly that... what I had written down in my damn notes. I was like, "There's got to be a connection here," because like, why are yes. the the leads of these romance novels hyper masculine, non-emotional brutes? Women are the main characters, so there's a focus on desire. And I was like, it's probably because it's not complicated because women are responsible for a lot of heavy emotional labor lifting in their yes. lives. Right, uh, because you just want to, because it's I like just a, want a brute to it's fucking escapism. De- desire me and like rip my clothes off. Right, and, and not have to. Then like kill a vampire or whatever. And not have to make his dentist appointment oh, later. <laughs> yeah, The Witcher, I definitely recommend. But I watched um, fucking Fatal, not Fatal Attraction. The one with Richard Tom. Gere oh. and what's her name? And it was Pretty Woman. No, no, not Richard Gere. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Douglas, Michael Douglas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> these are all like they're kind of in the same range, and then. The woman in it is like she kills all her lovers, and there's that famous scene where she, they're like interrogating her, and she shows oh, her um, oh, vagina, oh. and it was like crazy. Sharon Stone. Yes. What is it? I called? don't know what the movie's called, but it's Damn a it, very famous movie. And yes. I, 
I don't actually know that I've watched it. I, I just had, know about that scene. I had never seen it. Holy shit, there's sex like nonstop in that but movie. There's another sexy one where they like go to a dinner party. It's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and they go to the dinner party. Eyes wide shut. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. about that one. So, yeah. Tell us if anybody feels comfortable <laughs> sharing their fantasies with us, please do. Um, I feel like I didn't share almost any of mine. In that's the, okay. I but shared a lot. I, sh- that, I maybe overshared. No, I don't think you overshared. <laughs> that's what it's about. Um, Edward Norton. <laughs> I don't give think- him a shot, guys. I had to think for short guys. I realized because those are all like short actors. As you should, because you're short. And then I went ahead and married a tall, <laughs> tall glass of water, tall drink of water. Um. But yeah, thanks for giving us a hey, listen. Get, telling short people to stick with short people. I know. I Rude. know. I know. <laughs> That's what I said to her. I said that to our friends. I was like, I don't think that Charlotte would be, would think I'm talking about her behind her back. But I have said she should be with someone closer to her own height. <laughs> Stay in your own lane, bitch. <laughs> oh, but anyway. We'll we'll be back uh, soon with another exciting episode. Yeah, titillating. <laughs> Whoa!